0: This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by the Kim and Katie Group, Next Door and Window, and Rosenberg and Parker, LLC. Hello,
1: and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together, and living life intentionally. Now, there is nothing that connects us like food, A meal is often involved when people come together for most things, from celebrating milestone moments to resolving outstanding conflicts to a first date between two potential mates. So I am thrilled to bring you our first Dana Being Dana episode on location. We are in the beautiful kitchen of a home in Naperville where we are going to be cooking up some delectable treats for the hungry folks joining us today. I am thrilled to introduce to you Chef Terrell Cole, owner of Dark Horse Catering. Thank you so much for feeding, I mean joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. We're going to be having uh, three courses?
2: Three courses we're going to be doing today, but I'm going to break uh, the first course, you're going to have three different items. So I like to cover all my bases, a nice little vegetable, we're going to have crab cakes with a roasted corn salsa, and then we're going to do a caramelized onion and Gruyere tart. Wow.
1: Sounds delicious. I can't wait. And what do we have here?
2: All right, so these are my marinated vegetables. I marinate them in my homemade dry rub with a little Persian lime oil.
1: Wow, so you have your own homemade dry rub? I do. Is that a secret? Is it a is sauce? a
2: secret. I don't share that with anybody, but I do put it on my brisket. Sometimes I put it on chicken. Every now and then, if we're grilling, I'll even put it on fish.
1: Well, that's a way to jazz up vegetables. Now, did you say yes, Persian lime oil?
2: It's a Persian lime oil I get from Olive and Vinnie's out in Glen Ellen.
1: So, what are we going to skewer them
2: up? Alright, so we're going to skewer up a couple of different ones here. Like uh, on this here in particular, I try to use vegetables that are kind of the same texture. So, I've got cauliflower, got a little squash, a little Granny Smith apple.
1: It smells great already.
2: Zucchini. I'm going to finish it off with a little onion. White onions fine. Or if you like red onion, whichever one you prefer. So they've been marinating for, for probably about 20 minutes. So once you get your nice marinade, you see you see the color that it has? Yeah. That's how you know the flavors in there. The flavor is in there. And then you can either put these on the grill or you can just sear them up.
1: Nice. So let's sear them up. You got it. Okay.
2: Alright, so I've got the pan hot. What we're gonna do. Cook these guys up a little bit. I've got the, uh, you'll, you'll smell like the, the fresh lime that I squeezed on top of this.
1: I can smell it now.
2: Yeah, that's the flavors you're gonna get out of it. Then towards the end, once it really starts cooking and caramelizing, you'll really start to smell like the bar, the barbecue rub that we have on here. You bring out a little bit of the Cajun seasoning, a little bit of the, the cayenne pepper, all the fun stuff we put in there to make vegetables edible.
1: Make vegetables edible. Terrell, you are the local celebrity chef that everyone knows and loves in Naperville. I
2: don't know about that. (laughs)
1: How long have you been cooking, and how did you get your start?
2: Uh, I started cooking when I was like 17.
1: Wow.
2: So it's it's been a while. I'm I'm an old man, so you're talking like (laughs) 28 years. Yeah, wow. I've been cooking, uh, and ironically enough, it's always been fine dining, upscale restaurants I've always worked in. I've always liked cooking, so of working in the kitchen with grandma and my mom and everything like that, So especially around the holidays.
1: One of the themes of my show is about connection and food certainly is a connector. How have you seen food being a connector in your work?
2: Oh, just in everyday life, man. Every time people wanna get together, first thing they say, is let's grab dinner, let's grab lunch. Most meetings are done over lunch, you know? Uh, Even breakfast time, you have a little breakfast where people get together and talk about things. And anytime you have an issue or need to talk to somebody, they say, let's go out and grab a cup of coffee. So I think uh, food does bring people together pretty naturally, you know. It's that comfort feeling.
1: Nice. And is there, is there comfort even in vegetables?
2: Not really, but we're going to do our best today.
1: <laughs> well, it smells great, I tell you. It looks really, really good. Yeah,
2: and see the little color that you got right here? Yeah. Uh, you can even do these on a grill, open face grill. Like Out in your them. yard? Out in the yard. You can throw these on the grill. You know, you could just pop them in the oven and roast them. But
1: a lot of different ways you can uh, serve them up.
2: Yeah, sometimes like a lot of people look at it and say it is too much work to skewer the vegetables. But after you're done skewering them and you get a good sear on them or grill on them, but once you start plating, it's it a lot easier.
1: Yeah. So what's your favorite meal? Do you have one?
2: I don't. Depends on the season. So, like, because uh, that's always a weird question I do get asked, but like a uh, summertime you, you want to grill and do things conducive to being outdoors or you tend to eat lighter. Uh, wintertime, you tend to lean more towards braised foods and things that are a little bit heavier. I'm a breakfast guy so in the wintertime, I always lean towards like grits so I would do like a little steak and grits or grits and eggs or something like that or um, like slow braised uh, pork short ribs. Summertime definitely seafood, salt shell crabs being from the east coast. A uh, nice piece of uh, fish Things along that nature, Uh, seared scallops, shrimp, always got to have some shrimp.
1: Nice. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, so. I
2: get down on some breakfast.
1: (laughs) I'm all about it. So, what is that now?
2: This is the marinade. Okay. Put that in there just to add a little extra flavor before we pull them off.
1: It smells delicious. Oh, yeah. Making vegetables hot.
2: They're gonna be done in a second, and then I'm gonna yank out the other ones and we'll just plate everything up.
1: Okay, sounds great. Welcome back, friends. How do you see food as a connector? I just always think, just like we're gathered here, the kitchen is the heart of the home. And so, I would just say, this is not only just the heart of the home, but the heart of your entire um, conversation with your friends, family, um, and food does connect. Italians, we always would sit down around uh, a wonderful meal, still do actually. And then I always think about first dates too, lots of times they will sit down and uh, get to know each other over a good meal, much like we're having right here. It's great.
2: So food is a great connector for me, especially being a banker for last 22 years. And I host all my meetings with my clients on lunch or dinner Mm -hmm. and I does my deals especially on dinners or lunch, you know. So, so I feel that, you know, food goes directly to the heart. It touches people and you get your deal done. So I feel that that is one of the best thing which we have. So without food, nothing. Business is impossible, I feel it. Like. So when you want to do a business or build a good relationship or a great relationship, I think food is
1: one of the best and the finest thing which we should serve. I couldn't agree with you more. And in addition to great food, Naperville is full of great homes. Katie, you're a real estate agent, you're my real estate agent, um, who's passionate about our community. And you, in addition to your partner, Kimberly Lawler, um, believe in working beyond the sale because you want people to love where they live. Can you tell us more about that? sure we live local we love living here and you know everyone's a little bit different sometimes you're looking for a place to live because of the community around you sometimes the space itself is really important to you and we both had such great experiences here in naperville we want to make sure that our network has the same opportunities and finds the same joy in where they live john you're originally from naperville correct him. Born and raised. Yes. Tell me more about what Naperville means in t- to you in terms of homes and community.
3: I think it's just all celebration of friends and family. You know, and there's there's new friends I've met recently, and some dear friends I've grown up with. Um, there's plenty of friends went to elementary school down the street with. And most of our lives and, and uh, time is spent around food and
0: good drink. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Right, and introducing Kira Ross of Teak Group Corporation. Tell us more about your business and what you paired with for the first course.
4: Yes, definitely. So I am the president and co-owner of Teak Distribution. Started about five years ago um, as a boutique one-stop shop company um, doing consulting work. And because of our experience, oh, I also started with my uh, partner, Christopher Ross. Um, And because of our experience and our success and the beer, wine, and spirit industry, as well as hospitality, we got into the distribution company. So I brought today some amazing drinks, um, something, a little bit of something for everyone. Um, So I'll start with the Moore's Beer Session Ale, um, what I think will actually pair really well with the crab cakes that Chef has prepared. Um, Has a nice, it's very light in body, a little bit of citrus. Um, with a lemongrass finish to it. So I think that
1: will pair well. And while she's doing that, I'd like to introduce Tyler. You're a bartender, mixologist supreme from Empire, yeah. which is a landmark in downtown Naperville. Uh, can you tell us about the signature cocktail that we have for today? All
3: right, well, today I'm gonna to do a cocktail I came up with called uh, Thief's Staycation. It's gonna be using Denna Thieves whiskey that is also infused like vanilla and ginger, and I'm gonna add blueberries to that, and we're gonna make it kind of like a sour. So, start off. Two ounces of the whiskey. About three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. I got like a small handful of blueberries, maybe about 10. Throw those in there. And then half an ounce of a demerara syrup, which is just a brown sugar. And you mix that one-to-one with water. Um, Take your muddler, muddle up those blueberries. Just a nice little press. Just get those juices out. I got ice in here. Shake that up.
1: There we go. There we go. (laughs) The Mixologist Supreme.
3: Pop that open. And I'm gonna double strain it just so we don't have the blueberry skins in the cocktail. Give it a little bit here, everybody. All right. And here we have Thieves' Vacation.
1: Well, cheers, everybody. Let's dig in. Cheers. 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 Tell us what you think.
0: Cheers. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's good. Okay. OK. That's good. Awesome.
3: Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, thank you. Delicious, <laughs> yeah. delicious, delicious. Yeah.
1: We are cooking up some great things here, and the best is yet to come. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
5: When we needed new doors and windows for our home, we were looking for someone we could trust.
6: We've done the bargain brand windows. We've done the
0: runaround.
5: What we loved about Nextdoor and Window is that they were different. The experts guided us through every step of their no-pressure process.
0: We really loved their educational approach. Nextdoor and Window helped us understand what was right for us.
5: They have a totally different approach to doors and windows. They made the window and door replacement process simple.
0: Call 844-600-NEXT to get 50% off your installation.
7: We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater for us. That Something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions, and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing, and for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you.
0: This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by the Kim and Katie Group, Next Door and Window, and Rosenberg and Parker, LLC.
1: Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we are serving up our second course, our main course, uh, we are enjoying all of this food. What are we serving up next?
2: Right, so today I'm gonna to kind of treat a tenderloin like I would say a skirt steak or a dry rub brisket. So I have my, my barbecue rub that I, I use if I'm slow roasting something, or if I'm just seasoning like a piece of fish that I put on the grill. So normally this is a tenderloin that's get cut down into fillets, but this is a whole one. I'm gonna sear it in a cast iron pan, carve it up and serve it over a little truffle mushroom risotto.
1: Tell us more about the rub. Is it? Uh, This is your secret recipe. I'm going to tell you what I can.
2: Okay, (laughs) There's a a bunch of different herbs and spices, and they're all dry. A little Cajun season's in there. A little... uh, uh, garlic, a little onion powder, a little smoked paprika, but that's I'll leave off there. But it, it it gives our food a really good flavor. So you'll get that nice, um, that good, that good aroma, that good sweet aroma. Yeah. The only difference is there's no citrus in this.
1: Should we get to searing?
2: Yeah. So uh, so this way it gets in the uh, cast iron pan. I'm going to just cut this in half, and we're okay. going to carve. We're going to cook this whole thing, just like this.
1: It looks delicious.
2: Yeah. You know. And then when we season it, we're just going. to You know, I like to go generously don't hold back on the season. Don't hold back. Just give it everything and
1: give it all season you got.
2: All around. I've got a cast iron pan behind me. Getting nice and hot to take all this. Mm-hmm. With a tenderloin I like to leave some of the fat on. Uh, tenderloins tend to be lean so adding uh, leaving a little bit of the fat on help gives it a little bit more a little bit more flavor.
1: Now, should you marinate it? Should you let it sit for a while, or is it okay? No, we're going right
2: on. We're going right on? We're going right on.
1: Got it. Do you have any tips for the grillers out there who season their meat and put it out on the grill?
2: Uh, If I was grilling this, I would do the exact same thing and then just get my grill nice and hot and rub it down with a little oil before I put this on.
1: Oil on the grill before.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, not on the the meat, just on the the grill. Right on the grill. Just put it on there, get those nice grill marks, and once you put a dry rub on it, it'll caramelize up very nicely. Sounds good.
1: Are we ready to get it going? We are. Okay. Let's Let's, make it happen. Let's do it.
2: So we got our uh, cast iron pan nice and hot. Oh, there it is.
1: Go time, go time. Yes, indeed. Gotta like that sound.
2: Yes, it is. That's that sexy sear sound. Get it nice and hot. I want to get good color on both sides. So this way, pop it in the oven, let it cook. You want to serve it at like a nice medium rare. Medium rare? Yeah, that's
1: what we're shooting for. So when it comes to catering, Chef Terrell, uh, what are you most proud of?
2: Oh first you know i've been doing it for a while like by myself so uh don't get me wrong the people who, who work with me over the years have been great but uh starting by myself was pretty pretty tough and then and then doing it and lasting for nine and a half years is pretty awesome so i'm i'm proud of that but us as a as individuals when we're working like i try to give that uh upscale service that you would get any fine dining establishment in your home. So that's uh, the biggest thing I think separates us from everybody else.
1: Nice, nice. Um, tell us a little bit about the risotto and what's gone into it. All
2: right, so we got a little uh, wild mushroom risotto with a little truffle. So I've used porcinis, creminis, oyster mushrooms, and champagne mushrooms. Um, I reconstituted the porcinis because most of the time they're dry and reconstitute them just a little red wine, cooked them down in with uh, the rest of the risotto. So, like, porcini's have a very pungent taste to them, very okay. quiet taste, but I love them in risotto. They taste fantastic in risotto. You
1: said reconstituting?
2: Reconstituting when you take something dry, soak it in a liquid to bring it back to salt.
1: We learned something. Take something dry, soak it in the liquid?
2: Soak it in the liquid. Okay, yep.
1: nice. And tell us a little bit about the rice. We were uh, it's
2: a burrito rice. Cook it down with onions, a little bit of garlic, uh, Use a little fresh thyme, uh, butter. Uh, deglaze it with a mushroom stock which is why I reconstituted the porcini. Is
1: that what you, you reconstituted the stock? That's what I use for a,
2: for a stock.
1: Well it all smells delicious.
2: Yeah this like if you like if you could smell this it smells the steak smells fantastic and and that right there is gonna be they, they're gonna complement each other real well. Yeah. And to sauce it I'm just gonna use like a natural au jus, A natural pan aju. So got a couple of rosemary sprigs, I'm just gonna throw it right in here with the meat when I pop it in the oven to finish it and that, that'll, I'm gonna use a, make a sauce out of that.
1: So the rosemary goes on the meat, in the meat? It's
2: gonna go right into the pan right with in the, the pan. meat. So once it hits heat, it's gonna open up a little bit so you get the flavor and you'll get the aromatics.
1: Nice. How do you know when your searing is complete?
2: All right, so I'm looking for this color right here. It's a golden brown color that I have right here. Because okay. I want this to be medium rare, so I don't wanna overdo it. Say if I was doing a heavier crust, a garlic crust, a roasted shallot crust, or something like that, even if I rubbed it with a little liquid and then put the dry, say mustard, and then I put the dry rub on it, I go for a heavier char crust on it. Okay. But this, just the dry rub, heating it activates it, gives that meat nice good flavor, and you don't want to get too much color on it. But nice and golden. I got probably about another minute and a half before that bottom gets nice and colorful. And you see that? Like if you look in the pan, like all that, that's natural juice coming out of the meat. That's the okay. fat breaking down. And all that we're gonna finish off. We're gonna deglaze it with a little red wine, a little stick of butter, and that, that's gonna be our nice light sauce for the for the steak. Alright, see that right there? Now we're gonna drop our rosemary in. We're gonna put that in the oven for about seven, eight minutes.
1: That looks great, coming right
2: out of the oven. Yeah, it's ready to go. So you're carving it. I am. Is there a
1: special art to carving
2: meat? Um, I like to go like kind of cut them on little diagonals, not very thin, but let's go about you know quarter inch, and then I kind of layer them up. So for me, I like to make sure it's medium rare. So I start with the back and work my way up from using the tenderloin. Just want to make sure I got that gorgeous red color.
1: It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Once again, we're here with some local tasters. Zach and Anna, uh, you all do a lot of work in homes around the community. Tell us about some of the favorite parts about what you do. Uh,
3: well, yeah, I mean we do a lot of work in the Naperville community. The thing that I like is providing a real-life solution to a real-life problem that a lot of customers have with energy efficiency and windows and giving them the you know dream project that they want. It's a good feeling when you can deliver a good project for a customer.
4: Well, that's very technical. I'm more of a fun girl, so I love designing doors. That's the best. You can you have all the options with colors, with grains. So that journey is definitely my favorite part.
1: What are some of your favorite foods?
3: I'm a chicken guy, but I like it. <laughs> can you do a little beef? Yes, yes. <laughs> Cooked by this
5: fine gentleman. I here, love yes. risotto for sure, so I'm excited. Oh,
4: wow.
1: Ooh. Can you tell us what you're doing with the rosemary?
2: Just frying up a little rosemary. Um, wanna make sure, you know, people can smell all the ingredients that are in it. And it looks kind of cold as it are. Any opportunity I get to use a blowtorch, I will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does that go as part of your sauce?
2: So, rosemary was in the sauce, so we put it in with the steak right when we were braising it. So, right when we were slow cooking it, and I just hit it with just a little bit of that sauce. Reduce with a little red wine. (laughs) Beautiful.
1: It looks fantastic. There we go. Great. Awesome. What are some of your favorite foods?
3: Thank you. Uh, I do enjoy a good steak. Uh, (laughs) Steak tacos are one of my favorite. Seafood, I had two of chicken, man. I'm all across the board, actually.
1: Yeah, Lauren, you moved to Naperville from out of town relocation. Can you tell us a little bit about your impressions of the Naperville community?
3: Sure, yeah,
5: we moved from Southern California and in winter I often wonder why. Um, <laughs> but no, we've really been so fortunate because the people here are so nice and I really believe that we found our village. We moved away from our family. So now we have, you know, the family we found and it's been a really great experience. The people are wonderful. Uh, Businesses are wonderful. Uh, We really have enjoyed our time here. It's probably one of the most favorite places we've lived.
4: Kira?
1: What what uh, wine are we pairing with this great
4: yes, smelling? Yes, thank meat? you for asking, I'm so glad you asked. So I have two amazing wines that I also distribute. Um, one is called Valencanto, it is amazing, Malbec. back. Um, I think it is not really a full body, um, but it's gonna pick up really nicely with the, the juices and the tender in the, the beef tenderloin. And then, if you so choose, I also have um, rose, uh, the Chardonnay from Ro Marley Wines that I think would go really well with the rosemary and the rosado. The fire torch rosemary. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. So.
7: going to pass that down. Pass it down, please.
4: And this is a great wine. Thank you. Thank you guys all. Enjoy it. It is um, from Argentina. There you go. And they are known for their amazing wines just because of the high and low soil. Thank you. You're very welcome.
1: Enjoy. That is good. Very good.
3: Great choice. Good legs on it, too.
1: Well, bon appetit. <laughs> Let's dig in.
5: When we needed new doors and windows for our home, we were looking for someone we could trust.
0: We've done the bargain brand windows. We've done the runaround.
5: What we loved about Nextdoor and Window is that they were different. The experts guided us through every step of their no pressure process.
0: We really loved their educational approach. Nextdoor and Window helped us understand what was right for us.
5: They have a totally different approach to doors and windows. They made the window and door replacement process
0: simple. Call 844-600-NEXT to get 50% off your installation. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by the Kim and Katie Group, Next Door and Window, and Rosenberg and Parker, LLC.
1: Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we're discovering what's cooking in our kitchen and our community. Chef Terrell is serving up some sweet treats for this last segment. Tell us what we're eating.
2: Uh, So we have three different desserts. We've got a key lime pie, a real velvet cheesecake, and then I'm going to fry up some donuts here.
1: Frying up some donuts?
2: Yeah, I do mini regatta cheese donuts. It's one of our signature desserts that we do. So uh, I've got the batter already made, so it'll be easy. So let's just uh, fry some up.
1: It's time to make the donuts.
2: All right, I've already got the oil hot, so I go to a medium or high heat, and there is regatta cheese in the batter. So for me, like, uh, regatta cheese helps keep things moist. I even use it if I'm, like, making a meatloaf or anything like that, so I try to use it to help moisten things up. So flour, egg, baking powder, regatta cheese, sugar.
1: Nice. That's it.
2: That's it. Nice and simple, you know?
1: What kind of oil?
2: Uh, This is just canola oil. It burns at a high heat, so I can, uh, work with this a lot better than you could like olive oil or anything like that. Nice. So what I'm looking for when I'm frying these up is this golden color here. I like to keep my donuts nice and uh, light light color and they're nice and soft. And when you open them up, you see.
1: Oh yeah, nice and fluffy.
2: Yeah, look at the, the color and everything. But if you touch them, they're nice and moist.
1: Looks delicious. How long do they cook in the oil? So
2: the cool part about like doing like a mini round donuts is they kind of tell you when they're done. So I drop them in I'm and they roll. That.
1: I see so that they are I don't
2: are have rolling. to do much to them. They spin, they roll, and that kind of tells you which side needs to cook because the raw dough will be heavier than the cooked. So once it starts to cook, it starts to flip.
1: So these are any these are easy for anybody to cook. Yeah, uh, you
2: can make these at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I started out. So yeah. So biggest thing is you just wanna make sure that center is cooked all the way through. So if they picked up a little bit more color, that's fine. Cause we're gonna, once we're done, we're gonna toss these in cinnamon sugar.
1: So I understand this is one of your signature dishes.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's a signature dessert that we use for parties, even outdoor festivals and things like that. Because we can make them in bulk, we can batch them, and they look elegant on a plate if you plate them real nice. But they're also fun for kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your other signature dishes?
2: Uh, As far as desserts go, I get people who always order a peanut butter pie from me, chocolate flourless tort. since we fired up the pizza oven, we have a dessert pizza that we do. It's um, uh, smoked peach and cannoli pizza. So those are just a few of the things that we've been like kind of blowing through this summer so yeah. far.
1: And what about just dishes in general?
2: Uh, people always come around for the braised short ribs.
1: Braised short ribs.
2: Always the braised short ribs. Dark
1: horse catering.
2: And definitely, definitely the crab cakes.
1: Crab cakes were delicious. What would you tell a budding chef who's interested in getting started in the business or starting off cooking? What what advice would you give him or her?
2: Don't do it. No, I'd say uh, be patient. Be patient. Um, Actually, my nephew's uh, looking to to be in this industry. He's already working at a restaurant in Chicago, so he's looking to kind of do his own thing later on. And. Uh, he he's here now where things are rolling pretty nicely for me. He wasn't here at the very beginning where you're struggling and, and looking for uh, ways to promote yourself and everything like that. So he, he doesn't get to see all that stuff. He just comes in and kind of sees like a an almost finished product. But uh, constantly you always have to make sure that you're... Uh, in people's face and everything like that. So you always, in my opinion, you always have to seemingly stay relevant.
1: Yep. And what advice do you have for the person who's afraid of cooking or who's not really good at it or who wants oh,
2: to do, do better? Do whatever you makes you happy. Because it's cooking, nobody can really tell you you're wrong. I mean, somebody put pineapple on pizza first. so.
1: I like that. That's right. Somebody put pineapple on pizza first. Wow, those look great. We can't wait to put them in some sugar, sweeten them up, and serve them with the rest of our sweet desserts. Chef Jarrell, tell us about all the sweet treats
2: that you have for us. All right, so we've put together here, uh, starting from my left, going right, the Red Velvet Cheesecake, uh, graham cracker crust, topped off with a cream cheese frosting, kind of play off the Red Velvet cake, uh, drizzled with a little fresh raspberry sauce. We've got the regatta cheese donuts, tossed in cinnamon sugar, drizzled with caramel sauce, garnished with a fresh fanned strawberry. Key lime pie, whipped cream topped off with fresh raspberries and a raspberry sauce pop it off to the side. And of course you got garnish with some blackberries, especially if you're using a white plate.
1: Delicious.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious. This is a fun course.
1: <laughs>
4: Certainly the sweetest course.
1: Here, can you tell us what you have to pair with this sweet treat?
4: Yeah, definitely. So we have another one of our amazing brands. This is a uh, Den of Thieves. It's a chocolate-infused bourbon. Um, It will be selling currently in Illinois at the end of the month. Um, But I think that the subtle notes of cocoa and chocolate that are in this guy are going to pair well with the donuts as well as the red velvet cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Typically, you use um, the cream with the cheesecake, but we like to switch it up a little bit, so we're gonna add a chocolate. So I think the cocoa in this, and then the cocoa that is typically in the red velvet, will pair well. well it's awesome.
1: While she's pouring, Blake and Heather with Rosenberg and Parker, um, you all are real estate attorneys. You do tremendous work in the community. You're my real estate attorney, so I thank you um, for getting me into my home. What are some of your favorite aspects of Naperville and the surrounding areas?
6: I feel like it has a little bit of everything: uh, restaurants, uh, wide variety, a good downtown area um, to walk around the Riverwalk, um, and it's got a lot for different families, sports, etc.
4: I agree. It's the same. I felt the same way when we moved here 11 years ago. I was overwhelmed almost with all the things that my son could do and get involved in, and that's not where we were. The community we came from had, um, so that we've been thrilled to live in
1: Naperville. Yeah. And Blake, you're from Naperville, correct? I am born and raised. I
6: mean, I was actually born in Lyle uh, and lived in Lyle, but uh, currently I uh, went through the Naperville school system, live in South Naperville, um, and it's what I consider home. Uh, it's the only home I know, and uh, we love it here.
1: That's great. Speaking of Naperville and all the great restaurants, what are some of your favorite restaurants? Ah, uh, you know what, I think I love blue sushi. My kids love it too. I'm not a big sushi fan, but I, I eat the stuff that's cooked. Um, but my kids go there with their friends and it's a beautiful restaurant. It's it's really good, I love it.
5: I actually like Francesca's, it's close to where I live. And during the pandemic, we were able to kind of get catered to our house. And I kind of love the little touch that they gave us as a surprise. They gave us like these extra cookies and just to kind of brighten the mood for all of us during that time, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. Every time we go downtown, we end up at the It's our favorite place in
6: downtown. We love maison Sabika. I'm a big fan of, uh, like, this plate is fantastic for me because it's got a little (laughs) bit of everything, and I feel like uh, Maison has the same thing. You get a lot of, you order many different dishes, so it's it's good to taste different varieties of food.
1: Yeah. My kids love Giordano's. Um, During the pandemic, we had a lot of Sullivan's. Um, Allegory is a favorite of ours as well, so.
2: Chef Terrell, what about you? My favorite restaurant? Hmm, I don't know, depends on what I'm in the mood for. Mm -hmm.
1: He's like Dark Horse Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Catering. Hey, it would
2: be if I had a (laughs) storefront, but I would probably lean towards Vasili's as well. Uh, Incredible. I went there for the first time a few months ago and been back three times. Uh, Allegory is another place I go to at least once a month. Been going to Bev's a lot since they opened. Yeah. Do like that. I like to mix it up. I mean, if I'm in the mood for a burger, I go to Jackson. Uh, I think they sure. have the best burgers. Yeah, I go up and down, man. I could the pizza, uh, Uncle Pete's, Little Pops, you know, I mean, it's a bunch of places, man. Yeah. I, Cause they're living, it hurts fucking writing down. Yeah.
1: Just goes to show it's too hard to pick. Yeah. Yes. You know, so many, yes. there's so many restaurants. Yeah, There's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of our strongest points of our community? Well, for me, I like variety, the
5: exposure for my children. So. Um, We're not from Naperville, we moved here once we started working and I feel like there's a lot of chances for our kids and even for us to expand on kind of our culture as well as accepting different like flavors
1: and things like that. You know, I think I like the fact that I can feel safe that my kids can go out by themselves and I don't have to worry about them. There's plenty of stuff for them to do. So yeah, it's very family friendly.
6: I mean, the school system is second to none, and uh, like I said, I think there's a variety. I don't care if you're into sports or the arts or whatever, there's something for anybody uh, to meet any of their interests. So I think it just gives a lot well-rounded things to do.
4: Yeah. Definitely, well, I am not a resident of Naperville, but I know the whole flavor and I know the idea of diversity is just amazing. And I think that's great. It brings it back to dining. I mean, there's so many different things and food and good drinks bring us all together. And it seems like that is what Naperville does. as a community.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, are we ready to taste? Oh, yeah. yeah sure. All right, well, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Well, as my grandfather used to say, we have dined sufficiently. Food is love and we have enjoyed. Homes are community and homes are Naperville. So many memories are created right at home. We've spent a lot of time at home over the last few years and lots of great moments happened in the kitchen over memorable meals with loved ones. Thank you for the laughs and thank you for the love. Thank you to my guests and our incredible sponsors for joining me for this episode. Next door and window, Kim and Katie, and Rosenberg and Parker. Special thanks to Dark Horse Catering, Teak Group Corporation, Olive and Vinny's, and Gordon Food Service. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time.
0: This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by the Kim and Katie Group. Next door and window, and Rosenberg and Parker, LLC.